welcome to the Retro Blood. Can you believe this? It's Christmas Eve, and we got orders to bring in Santa Claus. Cindy, if uh, you don't go back to bed, Santa won't come. everybody we are back retro blood holiday edition and we are deep into the christmas spirit and we are giving you all a fantastic gift today we're giving you the gift of silent night deadly night 2 jay allison james klein bringing you some holiday treats over here now uh um allison if I was going to give you the gift of Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, would you think I was putting some coal in your stocking? Oh, for sure. I would <laughs> definitely think you're putting coal in my stocking. Yes. This was uh, this was something else. This was something else. Uh, very, uh, well, we're going to get into it all. We're going to get to it, into it definitely all over here on the Retro Blood. Um, but first, we'll do a couple um, housekeeping stuff. If you guys can kind of notice, we have updated our equipment. We went we from did. yes, we went from 1980 technology to 1984 technology. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've moved a little further in time now, so um, it, everything should sound a little bit better from now on. Um, hopefully, yeah. Um, we we ain't broadcasting. We ain't broadcasting from the Trans Am all the time. We are now in full line studios over here, brother. We have made it. We are we are full on studios. We finally finished our studios and our bunker homes here in the mountains we're like uh we're like our boy ricky when he goes on his first date we are ready to go (laughs) we're ready to go uh yes so let's get into some holiday gifts over here you know here on the retro blood we don't only talk about the movie we also talk about what was going on around the metal scene during this time and we were going on of what is going on during pro wrestling at this particular time as well and this time is this movie was released on April 10th, 1987. So kind of a weird time to bring back this franchise and release like a semi-Christmas horror movie around April. So Yeah, well, it's not the weirdest thing about this movie. But yeah, that is... Uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of weird how this all originally like came, came about. And it's kind of a weird placement, you know? But we're... We're going to get into some of the placement and what was going on. But April 10th, 1987, let's talk a little bit about what was going on in the metal scene during this time. There we go. During this time. You see, we have updated our equipment, (laughs) but the lingo has not changed, brother. The lingo has not changed. So take a shot, everybody. So a really cool album dropped around April 10th, 1987. Now, it wasn't exactly on April 10th, 1987. It was a about 
Well, a couple weeks afterwards, on April 23rd, 1987, we have the release of a very thrashy, thrash band. Did I say that right? Thrashy, thrash band? That's uh, good enough, yeah. Thrashy, thrash. Thrashy, thrash, brother. And Death Angel. Oh, yeah, Death Angel. Have you heard a lot of Death Angel before, Allison? Oh, yeah, I love Death Angel. I saw them, actually, a few years ago with Testament and uh, Anthrax. Ooh. They're really good. Damn, you're just rocking your socks off from that one. Heck, yeah. So they released uh, the album The Ultra Violence uh, during April 23rd, 1987. And a couple interesting facts I found about this album was the drummer, um, Andy, he was like only 14 years old when he was when they released this track. Wow. Yeah. And even like most of the band members were like under under their 20s when they released this album. And this is actually one of the albums that got voted one of the top thrash uh, albums of all time for this one. Uh, there has like different songs and they call Thrasher, Evil Priest, uh, Kill Has One, Final Death Brother. So, so Death Angel, wow. you can kind of explain to them. They're kind of like, I mean, they're definitely that fast paced guitar, you know, very loud metal, very kind of like a Slayer type. Uh, the vocals yeah. are the vocals are kind of like a little, I guess, punky when it comes to that. I would say, uh, but I listened to a couple of the you know, the cracks and everything, and they're you know has further um has further you go down this album, uh, the more entertaining it gets. Like at first, it's kind of like just like kind of like regular thrash. Okay, we got it. But then once you kind of like listen to some more of the tracks and everything, they actually for how young they were, they are like really good. Oh yeah, Death Angel is great. I mean, they that the Ultraviolence album is fantastic. I didn't know they were that young though. Yeah, which is kind of crazy um, to think they you know they were like teenagers when they were making this. Yeah, hey man, um, got to rock it out early. So uh, another another band that was around this time too, uh, they actually had the same exact release date as Death Angel, but a different style of music. Uh, we have Faith No More. They released their album. Uh, introduce yourself are you a big faith no more fan Nah, they're okay um i like I, I guess so i mean i don't list the faith no more daily uh monthly uh possibly yearly i might listen to some faith no more um I, I like them okay um this album though was with their original singer before mike Patton was in the band yeah um they had a different singer where they record they did this album and then they had an album i think came out before this called we care a lot um, that had that kind of, it still had, well, <clears throat> that kind of had that, so it kind of had that rap metal kind of hybrid thing that was really ahead of their time. Like they, they were uh, faith and words, a band that was really ahead of their time. Um, you know, the, the, they were one of the first rap metal crossover bands. It's kind of, kind of hard to describe. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan, but I don't hate them. Yeah. I think I was introduced to them. Like a lot of kids in the 90s, you know, yeah. breaking character over here, brother, uh, in the <laughs> 90s, uh, through Beavis and Butthead episodes. Remember when they used to have like the music videos come on and they, oh, yeah, they would sure. talk about the music videos during? <laughs> and that's how I was yeah. introduced to this band, Faith No More, and Guar as well. Yeah, through, I like, mean, Beavis I discovered a few bands that way myself. Um, I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I, I do remember being introduced to certain bands through the through the Beavis and Butthead uh, 
show. Yeah, and they showed the video. And that's also like you know, so this is 1987, and we have talked about it some of our other shows too of how great this era was. But this era definitely was like the MTV era. Like most of the time, even if you're like a heavy metal band, rap, you know, rap group or anything, your videos will be on MTV some some way or form during this time. Um, you know, every once in a while, if you're like a very underground band, I mean, you probably have to like search high and high and deep. Maybe you're maybe you're on like three in the morning. But, you know, they, they this definitely was like the, the music um, video era as well. Um, yes. Another album that came out close to this time, too, is a band you're very familiar with. You just talked about them a second ago was Testament. They released their legacy album. And that one was April 21st, 1987. So we would add a lot of good music to listen to while we were uh, going to see uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yeah, so, yes. And we also have some good wrestling, too. So it had been, like, been like a really good music to listen to where we go to the to the Crockett Cup, which we're going to talk about. And then we would yeah. end the month or week on this movie. And then let's just say we'd be a little uh, feeling a little different <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, like during during the April month was just jam packed. I mean, you know, Death Angel is a really good album. You know, they they weren't really well known because I think this might have been their first album. But if we could have got our yeah. hands on it, we definitely would have like rocked this album out. And of course, Testament, they were already kind of like, I think they're kind of established at this time already as being like a really good thrash heavy metal band. Yeah, they were still a new band, but yeah, they mm-hmm. were. Um, I can't remember if the Legacies are first or second album. I, I can't. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, but yeah, they were definitely. <clears throat> they were definitely. Uh, I mean, Death Angel is a Bay Area band, and Testament's a Bay Area band. They just came out of that scene that Metallica and, um, is it like Metallica, Exodus, Death Angel, Testament, all those bands came out of the same Bay Area scene in California, Northern California. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure that's one of the reasons that Death Angel was able to make it, you know, as young as they were. Not only were they super talented, but, you know, they had really good bands to play with that people were coming to see. Like they could play shows with Testament and Exodus and, and uh, you know, people were coming to see those shows. It was getting them plenty of exposure. So I'm sure that that helped them out, too. Yeah. And then later on, um, Death Angel actually um, contributed some tracks the different horror movies um as well so we'll be talking probably a little bit later about them during some of our reviews because you know a lot of times because a lot of times the metal and horror scene kind of combined together which is very fun so another fun fact doesn't have to do anything with wrestling doesn't have anything with metal but i found it i thought it was very interesting so around april 1987 this was the release of the first season of married with children can you believe that um, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I did not know that off the top of my head, but yeah, that does make sense that that would, uh, be around this time period. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's a really, I mean, I'm, obviously it's one of the most iconic series and it just starting its groove off over here in 1987. So that's definitely something I probably would have jumped on board, um, watching as well. So, but when it comes to the pro wrestling side, April 10th, 1987, we actually have the second ever Crockett Cup, which is like a huge event with uh, World um, Championship Wrestling, the Jim Crockett era during this time. Um, John, do you want to explain to the audience what the Crockett Cup is? So basically, um, Crockett, Jim Crockett Promotions was originally owned by Jim Crockett Sr. 
And then when he passed away and uh, his kids took it over, they decided to do a memorial cup uh, for their dad, for Jim Crockett Sr. Because um, Jim Crockett meant a lot to Charlotte in general and, and North Carolina in general. I mean, he not only went through wrestling, but he did all kinds of sports and auto racing and he did a lot for the city as well. So he was, he was somebody that was well known in the city from beyond wrestling, but um, they decided to do this um, tag team tournament for their dad. Um, and they did one in, I guess, 86 would be the first one. And then 87 was this one, yep. um, which is the most, probably the most famous one, I guess the Crockett cup too. Um, and it was kind of also a tribute to um, Magnum TA who we've talked about before on the show, but he was in a car accident like a year before this and would never be able to wrestle again just because of the uh, injuries. But basically it was 24 teams that they put together, um, teams from all over the world. There were teams from Japan um, and teams from other wrestling federations that they did this two-day tournament, 24 teams, uh, single elimination, and this one was in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, at the Baltimore Arena. What a clever yep. name. So we clever have, a, so it's the two dates. They were April 10th, 1987, and April 11th, 1987. So we're not going to go through the whole card because that would literally be like a whole podcast itself talking about this. Yeah, that'd be a whole show time. if we went through the whole card. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just tell you the two matches that we have that I see in front of me. They're really nice. Uh, so the finals were the superpowers, brother. Nikita Koloff, the Russian sickle. Uh, and Dusty Rhodes versus Tully Blanchard and Lex Luger. So definitely a really good tournament final there. Uh, the the winners were uh, Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rhodes of this particular Crockett Cup tournament. Um, against Luger and Blanchard. Did we mention that? Yes, they're against Tully yeah, Blanchard okay. and Lex Luger, brother. So they, yeah. they that's when we're, they were doing the, the Lex Luger and the Four Horsemen. Yeah. At this time. Uh, another match was on there too. Then it wasn't a uh, a tag match, but we actually had Ole Anderson versus Big Bubba in a last man standing steel cage match. Yes, so that would be fantastic. Yes, that would be a hard hitting, technical beat yourself up style match with those two guys on there. So, <laughs> yeah, give me some, give me some of those spine busters, some of those sidewalk slams, some blood, brother, in the cage. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there was. A, I didn't actually watch. I did watch part of this, but I didn't watch that match. But yeah, I'm sure there was lots. There was plenty of blood in that match, and a lot of, a lot of stiff shots going back and forth on that one. Yep, and it's crazy, man. I mean, this is definitely would have been a fun card to go to. I mean, we would have been rocking out the Death Angel and the Trans Am, trying to hit up to Baltimore, seeing this. Hell yeah, this cup. I mean, and it's really, it's really. Uh, you know, a lot of nowadays, like I don't think tournaments. The only tournament now that really has prestige to it, I would probably say, is the G One, the New Japan's G One. Um, because you know, a lot of times when you know WWE does like tournaments and stuff, they're only like maybe like a week, maybe two weeks of tournaments. Yeah, but it's nothing like too special. Like this, this actually was a very special tournament just because of all the teams and then you know what they were fighting for and everything. It, it, it brought a lot of prestige to this tournament. And when you actually run the cup, you actually won something that was like meaningful, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, because you're right about that because WWE used to do tournaments that didn't suck, but then they forgot how to do it. Do you remember the uh, Survivor Series um, 1997? Was that the tournament? No, it was the, it was 1998 with the Deadly Games. Yeah. Yeah. The one with the Rock winning. 
Yeah, that was one of the first actual pay-per-views I watched when I got back into wrestling. And it was fantastic. Like, that hooked me back in. Like, the whole story of, like, Mankind being Vince McMahon's champion and then him being double-crossed, and this is where The Rock turned heel for the first time. Yeah. That was so – it was so good. It was so good. Um, and I don't know why they don't do that now because people love tournaments all over the world, but especially Americans love tournaments. I mean – how many people watch the NCAA tournament every year? Millions, millions and millions. People love tournaments and they love tournaments that have an outcome. And WWE just doesn't do that anymore. They just, if they do a tournament, it lasts like a week. You know, they'll have six matches and then they'll have the final on a pay per view instead of having the whole tournament in a pay per view. I don't know why they don't do that. Well, they used to do it a lot with the King of the Ring. And we'll probably be yeah. talking about a couple of King of the Rings because I think a couple of them have been around the 80s time. Um, but the King of the Ring was probably like their biggest tournament that they that they annually did. Uh, but, you know, they just kind of just got out of it. So this is how it is, you know. They just change up the game every once in a while. But another interesting fact before we get into our um, un, ungifting of this uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night movie was the next year's Crockett Cup is actually going to be in Greenville, South Carolina. So hopefully we'll, we'll be able to talk about that sometime. So that should be pretty pretty fun because Greenville is a place that we go to and we're going to be going to see AEW at pretty soon too. So that should be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. So that will be uh, that'll be pretty awesome. But yeah, that was in the Memorial Auditorium, I guess, is where that was going to be. Yeah, Memorial Rocket Auditorium, Cup. brother. So, yep. all right. So let's move on over here. Let's get into the Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. A, uh, a cinematic masterpiece, if there ever was one. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there never was one, though. <laughs> yeah, <they're right. laughs> the nightmare began with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Need a ride, Santa Claus? Oh, no, not exactly. <laughs> but it isn't over yet. In fact, the ultimate nightmare is about to begin all over again. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Hey, you little bastard! All Ricky ever wanted was a little kindness. Very, very naughty. And all he ever got was pain. by victim. The terror's coming home, and he's all grown up. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. I've got a present for you! The terrifying suspense shocker you've been waiting for. Last time it thrilled you. This time... Kill you. Silent Night Releasing Corporation presents Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. All right, everybody, we are here. All right, and so this is going to be a very 
there's a lot of stuff in this film that's kind of weird, okay? And you know how we did a, a drinking game of whenever, every time I said, oh, during this time? Well, now I have a new holiday drinking game for this episode. Every time I say recap, everybody, get yourself one of them uh, peppermint schnapps over here. All right, get some of your favorite Christmas beer because, boy, there's going to be a lot of them. Right? There's going to be a lot of them. Yes. So we have, uh, our, so the first thing we see is a, a foot tapping. And this is when we find out there's a cigarette in this dude's hand. Uh, we have this, the door opens. We see a uh, kind of like a, a, a guard, I guess you say. A kind of like a nurse yeah. guard or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like a, uh, an orderly. Yes. That's what you'd call him. He's like an orderly that helps take care of patients. Yes. At first I thought, I was, oh shit, is Max coming back from Nightmare? But I was like, nah, just some other guy. <laughs> shit. Uh, so he is, he's just like staring at, uh, this character, which the character we're finding out is Ricky. And he's yes. just like staring a hole through this guy. And this is when we start seeing Ricky's, uh, talking. Okay. <laughs> the talking in this movie is like something else. The dialogue and the way the dialogue is perceived is very like, well, I mean, I'll give you a couple of examples, like. So after the dart looks at him, we have this uh, this doctor come in, uh, Doctor Bloom, Doctor Doctor Henry Bloom. Mm-hmm. He he sits down and he has one of those like tape recorders, and he and he's like, hey, you know, I'm gonna start recording you, Ricky, and Ricky's like, oh Doc, uh, you must be here to figure me out. No other <laughs> doctor has figured me out. You must be the thirteenth one. Like he sounds like a fucking cartoon villain. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck's going on over here?" Like, yeah, like I've I had never seen this movie before before you wanted to do it for the show, and like I, you know, and after watching the first one and and how pretty, you know, I mean, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, but the first movie was really good. Yeah, and this movie as is as bad as the first movie is good. Yes, you're you're exactly um, and, right. And, and, and when I was watching it, I was like, I didn't know when I first started watching. I got to this point where he's recording him on the reel to reel recorder and, uh, or inter- like he's about to interview him or whatever. And like, I couldn't, f- I-, I couldn't figure out why this was happening. Like wh- why I can't figure out if these people just can't act. And I don't want to be like an expert on acting, but you can just tell when someone can't act like they're just, he's just, deli- he's just saying lines. Like, like none of it makes any sense. Like it's, it's all like, over the top like it's almost it's 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 actually worse than like porn movie acting to be honest with you <laughs> it's it's worse than that it's like it's like a soap opera it's like a soap opera that is exaggerated to its highest degree yeah like it's it's like i can't believe this was actually put on film is is and i can't believe a director watched that and said okay that's good yeah, and it just it's just really weird, you know, and you know, we'll we'll break it down for everybody, but it's just really weird how the tone of this movie is just way different than the first movie. Like, what made them want to come back with the sequel that just like made it want to be like comedy? Like I mean, I get that the Silent Night Deadly Night 1 had a, like a little bit of comedy in the movie, but the overall tone and the overall story wasn't really like a comedic story. You know what I mean? No, I- I don't think it's supposed to be comedy. I think it's in unintentionally funny. Yeah. It, it's not even funny. It's only funny because it's so bad. 
Well, no, you yeah. know what I mean. Like it's it's like we're laughing at it because it's bad, and it's truly bad. Like it's a truly bad movie, um, and for many reasons that we haven't even more than the dialogue. Like if it were like a full movie like this and it had a story, I could be like, okay, but this thing doesn't even have a story, really. Yeah. Um, I it mean, just, it, it just, it re- yeah. I mean, it really, it really doesn't, you know, and, and we'll get into that as we go along, but, but yeah, like the dialogue is just delivered. Not only is the dialogue terrible, but it's delivered in a terrible way. Like the 13th, like, is that supposed to be like the, like th- number 13 is an unlucky number or whatever. It's like, you must be the 13th doc I've had or whatever. Yeah. He just going on. So, I mean, I guess we're just trying to, visualize or we're trying to hear that the this ricky guy it keeps going through a bunch of shrinks you know yes. like he this is like his 13th shrink and i guess that it's really weird so if if this doc was the 13th shrink how come he wants to get more out of ricky like is there supposed to be more that that all the shrinks didn't get before or something he just maybe the lucky number 13 shrink or something maybe but, like what i got out of it was that you know no no nobody else had ever been successful um before um but the more I think about it now that you're bringing it up, like none of nothing that's happening here makes sense when you by the time you get to the end of the movie. But we'll get there. <laughs> yes. And there is going to be a couple. Um, um, how do you say it? There's going to be a couple discrepancies before between the first movie and the second movie. Um, so a couple. Yes. Yes. So, there, I mean, the dialogue back and forth at the beginning scene, it just really like kind of sets the tone of the like the, the the corny dialogue you know ricky's going on like fuck you doc and then the doc's <laughs> like you know uh this is your last chance to tell me all this stuff ricky you know and then um like ricky's like what makes you think you can get into my head doc like am i am i doing the acting right i'm trying to like channel my inner ricky over here with no, this acting you're, no you're you're much better than <laughs> this guy <laughs> So you're, you're much better than this guy that played Rick. Yeah. So the doctor now is going to be asking uh, Ricky some questions. And then the, every time like Ricky looks like he's going to go off a little bit, the guard tries to come in or like keep staring at him. And eventually the doc kind of gets the, the, the guard out of there. So mm-hmm. the first story the doc asks is, uh, how did your parents die? You know, like, how do you remember how your parents died? And he's like, Oh yes, I remember how they died. And then it's like, but so, how could he possibly remember? Yes. So but then the how first, could he possibly remember that? Yeah. So we get recap number one, everybody. So first shot, the recap yes. number one, and these are not like small recaps. Like you think, okay. So remember when we were talking about on Dream Warriors or any kind of the Freddy films that we did in our first couple Retro Blood, that they would always bring up the backstory of Freddy. You know, every every movie was like, okay, well, Freddy, he was a a, a, a child molester demon. You know, he, he got killed and he brought back and he's going to kill our dreams. But the, the kids in that way, they didn't, we didn't, we didn't see flashbacks of the first movie every time they talked about Freddy. They just like talked about him. Like they were in like a group setting. They all talked about him. This fucking movie, we're going to talk about the first sign I did. Motherfucker, they just show the whole fucking movie. You know, like yeah, we see like, like the whole thing. Say, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know if you were going to mention that, but uh. no, this is not a recap. Like, you know, where we're talking about or reshowing you know, refilming scenes from another movie. Yeah. They literally showed the movie. Yeah. Like literally like they the movie. literally went back and, and showed the actual scenes from Silent Night, Deadly Night Part One um of Ricky's family getting murdered. Yeah, Ricky and, and uh it had like a little like commentary with Rick, Rick Ricky over it. 
You know right. what I mean? But Ricky, but Ricky's a little teeny tiny baby when this happens. Well, so there's no way he could possibly remember the story. He didn't, but his excuse was, well, Billy told me everything. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. And I then forgot I was just like, did. yes. But the thing is, okay, so Billy told you everything. We didn't see that at all in the first movie. Like they didn't even fucking like interact with each other in in the first movie at all, Billy and Ricky. So somehow right. during how did how did Billy tell you everything? Did he tell you when he was like 18? He was trying to uh, suppress all the memories. Like when did he actually tell you these the stuff because I mean, it, when I was watching the first movie, it looked like Billy was remembering stuff. You know, when he was older and a little bit when he was younger too. But how how would Billy tell you everything that happened? You know what I mean? Right. Like he'd basically suppress the memories of it happening. Yes. So he so how could he have told Ricky if he didn't remember at the time? Yes. And then when he did um, remember and, everything, he was already a, uh, an axe willing maniac. So right. he's like, already he's already an huh. axe willing serial killer at that point. So let's see. Huh. Uh, <laughs> and then like I like when the dog was like. So you remember who killed your parents? He's like, yes, it was Jolly Saint Nick with a knife. (laughs) 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 The the fucking dialogue in this was like, I mean, it's kind of fun to talk about it, but when you actually, if you're trying to watch it as like, like kind of like a really good like sequel, you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And I'm sure that's exactly how it would have felt in. And in 1987, it, if we had gone to see this, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I mean, what the hell? And, you know, we were talking about before, like, 1987 is, like, my year, man. There's so much good, like, horror movies during this time. And I would have been, like, very excited to see this movie because I was a huge fan of the first one. So, like, even if you weren't a fan, John, I would be like, I would have made you go. Like, bro, we had to see this movie. This is, like, one of my favorite movies. And then I would have saw this shit. I would be like, what the fuck is going on over here? But yeah, you know, I wanted my money back. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Ricky go. Uh, Ricky, like, Ricky doesn't like the doctor's attitude. Also during this time, um, so now we get over some of the. Uh, so the recap was uh, the Santa Claus killing uh, the parents and stuff. So we see that recap from the first movie. Uh, our second recap, shot number two, is going to be at the orphanage. And I like how the act, doc act like, oh, how was your time at the uh, orphanage? Ricky's like, I hated that fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> And then we see the recap of the first movie in the orphanage. So we get the scene of the nice nun talking to um, Mother Superior. We got the whole Billy uh, watching the kids have sex scene. Billy getting in trouble for going out there. We see the whole spanking scene. And then when we're seeing this uh, spanking scene, we hear Ricky in the back, naughty, naughty. So like he's like, somehow he's like, like channeled Billy. Like he's trying to channel the essence of Billy being spanked or something. Right. So now we're watching even more footage from the first movie. And this is not even like probably 10 minutes later. Like we're on to another recap. Yes. And then when we're out of that recap, we get the doc saying, oh, you feel sorry for Billy for what happened to him. Rick is like, I feel sorry for you and all those other people who are going to be naughty. I feel sorry for people who are having to watch this damn movie. <laughs> That's like me too. <laughs> so uh, before we get into the uh, recap number three, <laughs> Uh, so you know what this kind of reminded me of to bring it back to wrestling. So this, uh, especially this particular like segment of the movie, it kind of reminded me of the nowadays Monday Night Raw. You know, because okay, hear hear me out over here. 
So a lot of times on Monday Night Raw, especially if they're building up to the pay-per-view sometimes, what they'll do is they'll show older clips. Hey, look when we were great. Hey, look when we actually had good storytelling. And then we go to an interview with some other some other Jay Brown talking basically like Ricky over here. Yes, at day one, I am going to defeat uh, my opponent. I'm going to pin his shoulders to the mat and I'm going to take the WWE Championship for all the WWE Universal fans. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Because they're mm. these days they're literally reading off a teleprompter that was something written for them written for them to, to say. So I'm pretty sure that they're just like reading off a teleprompter as it pops up, and that's why they deliver it the way they they do. But yeah, it's 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 it's, it's exactly like that. You're right. It's it's exactly like that. It's like we don't have enough content to fill our time, so let's just add some old content back when uh, you liked what we did. Yep. And. Uh, Hopefully that'll pass. Hopefully they'll get it. So the doc's asking uh, also Ricky too, hey, can you be sleeping? Have you been sleeping any? Ricky's like, I don't sleep. And then we see... I don't sleep. Yeah, he doesn't sleep. Because he doesn't sleep because we get another recap of uh, Billy being tied up in the orphanage and him having all those nightmares of his parents being killed. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. So like then we then we get a recap. This is when we get the recap of Billy being on Santa's lap when he knocked out Santa Claus with a huge right hand. That was a great right hand, by the way. Uh, and then um, and then Ricky saying, um, he said, no one heard Billy scream, but I did. I heard Billy scream. Um, okay. And then and then the doc's like, well, how did you feel when Billy grew up and he left the orphanage? And Ricky's like. Billy didn't leave the orphanage. Mother Superior got him a job at some toy store. And I was thinking, wait a minute. Uh, in the first movie, wasn't like, wasn't it like Mother um, uh, Margaret, you know, the nice nun that got it him the nice job? Nun, yeah. Like, what the it fuck did Mother Superior nice had to do with sure. it? So we already have our first, like, wait a minute. Like, if we're paying attention, like I said, this reminds you of Raw. If you're paying attention, this shit don't make sense. Right. <laughs> they're, they're just making up shit as we go right now. So this is when we get uh, of like Billy, you know, when he has a kid on the lap saying, you're naughty, you're naughty. If you're naughty, you get punished. So we're just getting more yeah. recaps and stuff. And I, at first I'm like, you know, you know, when you're watching this, you're like, like, what, what's going on here? Like, why are we watching all these recaps? And these are a lot like we like me and John were saying, these are like long recaps. Like we're basically watching the whole fucking first movie right here just with Ricky's commentary like here and there. Yeah, I would say that at least half of this movie no, 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 no lie. At least half of this movie is footage from the first movie. Yeah, and then we go from the party recap scene to when Simon's locks up the 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 store and starts drinking, and then we get more. We get the first Billy kill scenes when he killed um when he killed the two uh the two coworkers that he had. Um, and then you know the Ricky after we see this stuff is like it wasn't his fault. Uh, <laughs> it was that bitch Mother Superior. That like really drove him Billy crazy. He and then uh, we just see like um, Ricky just like he's saying like they had to be they were all naughty and they all had to be punished. Um, so this is when we get you know this is and then after <laughs> so like like I say every time we like done with a particular portion of this recap we get like Ricky's commentary and his commentary leads us into more flashbacks. <laughs> so like mm -hmm. the doc was all like. Hey, you know, what about all these innocent people that after uh, Billy killed the, the, the first two couples, you know, um, what, what about them? He's like, they weren't innocent. They were all being naughty. 
And this is when we get the recap of Denise being killed by Billy. And then um, that guy, Jimmy, uh, something we had to fix from the other show we did, Son and I, Dead in Night 1, back in the archives, was we thought he got, like, slid up from Billy. He actually got thrown through a window into some glass. So uh, the old uh, 80s, uh, we have to throw you through windows uh, gimmick is still alive on Silent Night, Deadly Night. Do we don't somehow. Do we do we get a lot of that in horror movies now? Like people going through windows. Um, I don't know. I I don't th- no, I don't think so. I think that people going through windows is a lost art. Yeah, just like a, a lot of, you know, like they've they've given up uh, in horror movies today. They've given up using real effects and real blood and reliance on CG. And you know they they've also given up people going through windows. They should bring that back. There should be more people going through windows in horror movies. I yeah, think. I need a good window scene. Yeah. So we get sure. more of Ricky, the the doc saying like, look, these people were innocent. And Ricky's like, none of them were innocent, not even the police. Then we get more recap. This had to be like, what, the fourth recap we're on right now? This is the fourth. I'm pretty sure this is the fourth one. And then we get the recap of the police going into that fake Santa's house. Um, then we get recap. <laughs> uh, Billy, he keeps, re- uh, keeps saying... Um, like, Billy got away because he knew... Billy knew news where he was going. Like, he knows where his destination was. And this is when we get another recap. This has to be the fifth fucking recap uh, of those, like, the Virgin Snow guys, you know, going down the snow. I was like... And I was thinking, at this point, like, did we really need to see that scene? Did we really need to see the kids going down, like, the snow and getting the, the guy's head chopped off? I mean, like, I get doing, like, maybe, like, a little recap, but this is, like, the whole fucking movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it literally is the whole movie. The only thing they really skipped in the recap was the crazy grandpa saying Santa's going to get you tonight. And we had my boy Jimmy saying he's going to come. All right? That's about the only recaps right. they missed. Right. Yeah. Other than that, it was, like, the whole fucking movie. Uh, so then we get, after we get the recap of the Virgin Snow guys, we get another recap now about, uh, the nun Margaret finding out that Billy, this is when she was in the police station, finding out that Billy is doing all these murders. And then, and then Ricky said like the nun, uh, the the, the nun almost had it figured out. So we're seeing more, more of the uh, breakdown. And this is when the doc was like, well, it's obvious that uh, Billy was going to go to the orphanage and stuff. Like, they're just, they're kind of like, we're showing these recaps and they kind of like put their two cents in. Um, yeah, like, like it's obvious, that, but they, yeah, they couldn't find a way to stop him though. And then like when the doc was like, he said that line, like, Hey, you know, it's obvious that Billy's going to go to the, to the um, orphanage. Rick is like, good doc. You might be figuring out, but I can, I can still squash you like a bug. <laughs> <laughs> so this is now when we get the uh, uh, this is when we get the the priest we got another recap but are you guys drunk by now like if you're really doing this fucking drinking game it's like another recap fucking already feeling it already we're not even done with half the movie yet and we already got these fucking recaps alright we get we get the recap of the Santa walking up like crazy like the Terminator to Ricky and the cop shooting him in his back and this is when we get another like like another how do you say another um, disparity between movies because Ricky in this movie said that this Santa was the janitor. He was the death janitor dressing up as Santa. But I remember in the first movie, they said it was a priest. They said it was one of the death priest 
that was dressing yeah. up as Santa. Yeah. So we can't even remember our own fucking movie over here? Like, what the hell's going on? It's only been, like, what? Like, so that was in 1984. We're in 1987. Yeah, so it only been a couple of years. But it's probably yeah. made... I didn't look it up, but it's probably being made by uh, different people. This is fucking but, rewriting history, man. Come on, get your shit together. It's it's rewriting history. And then, like, as soon as he, he says... Uh, like, like, um, um, yeah. So it's not the priest. So what did what did Ricky say he was? So Ricky said it was a janitor. Yeah, and Ricky said it was a, a janitor, uh, the deaf janitor. And then he's like, after he tells that story, he's like, "Poor deaf bastard." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> poor dead, poor, yeah, poor deaf bastard. Uh, so now we got, well, we got another fucking recap. Okay, this is about the cop apologizing for shooting that, I guess, janitor. Now, like, and it even like, I remember in the first movie he even brought up like, oh, sh- sorry for shooting that priest. I guess maybe whoever like directed this wanted to like wipe that from people's memory of him shooting a priest or something. But it was definitely maybe. a priest when he when they did it. So this is also when we get another scene. I don't know why we need this scene either. We had the recap of that cop who shot the janitor getting killed. And we saw the whole thing. Like, they can go through the dungeon, walking around, and then Billy's showing up saying naughty and chopping his ass down. And then we... Right. So, go ahead. I was going to say, so now we have uh, we have Ricky telling... So, so the recaps are supposed to be Ricky telling the story. Yes. But now we have Ricky telling stories, a, a story of something he didn't witness. Yeah. Like, how did like, he... Like, how did he know to talk about the Didi story. How did he know right. that the police were, were going after that fake Santa? Like, how did right. he know how that cop died? I mean, because there was, like, nobody around there. How did he know the details of it? You know what I mean? So it just, right. the shit don't make sense. I'm telling no. you, man, this is r- fucking Monday Night Raw booking over here, brother. They must have yeah, fucking, I I, the, the writers of Raw probably love this movie. They're like, oh, fuck, you just make up shit as you go. Okay. Exactly. I mean, I don't who booked this shit, brother? Yeah, <laughs> who booked this shit? So another funny part that we didn't uh, mention in the first one was part of this recap was when Billy just chops the snowman. I don't know why. I, th- <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't know why I thought it was funny. He's like, fuck this snowman. All right. <laughs> That's not a good snowman. I'll show you a real snowman, brother. Naughty <laughs> snowman. So then we get another recap, the final recap of uh, Billy being killed uh, by the detective cop and then Axe falling near Ricky. And of course, Ricky saying naughty. Um mm. Not and even. then this is when the tape runs out <laughs> and then like, yeah. So the, so at this point, the doctor's so, uh, uh, shocked by his story that he lets the tape run out. Yeah. Yeah. He lets the tape run out. Okay. So this is uh, after the tape runs out and everything, this is kind of when we go, it's like, so after that pe- period when Billy died, that's when the orphanage shut down. And this is when uh, mother superior gave Ricky over when Ricky was like 12 years old to uh, a nice family. Um, the I think it was like the Berrymans, and yes. this is when we start seeing some. Finally, we start. <clears throat> excuse me. Finally, we start seeing some of original footage from this movie. So we're seeing like a twelve-year-old Ricky um, playing with his family. He was saying like I actually felt kind of like a normal kid. I was growing up pretty normal. The at this time period, um, then when uh, a younger Ricky is with his mom, uh, the mom is named Margaret. Uh, Margaret's friend comes up and they start talking and then um, Ricky sees two nuns walking and he starts to get a little triggered. 
He keeps being like, mom, 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 these nuns are coming. And then eventually the mom looks, there's no nuns there. And it's really funny too how they did it. Like, and then like, then when the mom looks, there's no nuns there, she starts talking again. And then the nuns just come out like the, uh, like, it's like they hide and then they came out. <laughs> I yeah, like, I actually thought this scene was pretty good. Like, I thought that when it showed the nuns walking in slow motion down the sidewalk with like the omen type music playing, it was it was like watching something out of the omen. Like it was really, it was done really well until they got to the part where he's trying to warn his mother about the nuns. And then they go into a store and then his mom looks and they're not there and everything's quiet again. But as soon as she looks away, they come out of the store and it's exact. It's in slow motion again. And, and it's playing the omen music again. It's like, yep. I don't know. It's almost like, well, we did something cool. So let's try to make this as corny as possible. Yep. And then, uh, Ricky sees red in a department store window. So he starts getting triggered. Now I thought this part was pretty clever too. So Billy got triggered by seeing Santa Claus. So anytime Billy in the first movie would see Santa Claus, he would start to uh, freak out a little bit. He would start to get a little nervous. He started to get a little different. Ricky sees red and that's what gets him starting to freak out a little bit, starting to get a little bit like Billy. And the reason Ricky sees red and that freaks him out is because of that Santa Claus who got shot in front of him. So that could have been a really good story plot to this movie of where Ricky has a lot of trauma because he witnessed this dead Santa right in front of his, um, you know, he witnessed the whole murder of this death janitor Santa. So that's right. probably what triggers his uh, uh, post-traumatic syndrome right there. So, But they didn't, they didn't really um, expand on that, even though I think they could have. Like, you could have done a whole movie just based on that. You know, instead of showing all this recap shit that we don't need to see. Yeah, you could could have done a lot with this movie that they did not that did not do, like a whole lot. Yeah, and so then, or like anything, yeah, anything really. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, you could have done a lot of different. <laughs> so we have the nuns. I mean, we have the uh, uh, Billy's uh, adopted family uh, talking to the nuns now about how you know Ricky is acting a little different, and the nuns was kind of explaining like, listen, the kid just needs a a nice home environment you guys could give that to him you know he has some of this trauma in his past with his other family and his brother but i really think if you guys you know give him a nice warm family and everything um he can turn out okay and then they kind of agree like afterwards okay yeah we can do this for him and then we uh we do another flashback we we, we jump ahead five years and now um the dad um the marty or Morty, sorry, Morty. That was the dad that was taking care of Ricky. He has passed away yes. now. So now it's just Ricky and his mom, Margaret. And he's and then Ricky at the time was like, this is one of the first times I actually felt bad. So I was like, even when he's trying to be serious, he sounds like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, well, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It, it's terrible. So he said, he, like, after the funeral... And he also goes on to the doc saying, Doc, I never told anybody this story before, so you're getting it firsthand. He's saying, like, I just needed some time after the funeral. Um, said he never, you know, said he never told anybody this story before. He's walking through, like, this, like, grassy area with a bunch of trees everywhere. And this is when he sees a couple in, like, the, the grassy fields. And then Ricky, he starts to, like, kind of, like, creep up on him, kind of, like, watching them from afar. And uh, we actually get my, <laughs> we get like one of my favorite lines from this movie. So we have this girl in like a yellow shirt. All right. And we have this guy who we found out his name is Eddie. And he is drinking. He's not drinking a Budweiser. He's bringing uh, 
uh, what do you call it? A Tecate? Did I say that right? The 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 Tecate beer? Oh, the Mexican beer, Tecate? Yeah, yeah. Tecate, yeah. I was like, yeah. of all fucking beers to be drinking in this fucking movie, you got that one out there. I was like, that was not too bad. You ever had it before? Oh yeah, I love Tecate. I mean, for I mean, it's my go-to cheap, cheap, you know, refrigerator beer. Um, it makes a really good uh, michelada. Um, I really like. I like Tecate. I mean, it's you know, it's not, it's no dark craft beer, but it's I like, I like, I like Tecate a lot actually. Yeah, and they've been and around for, for somebody drinking in nineteen eighty-seven. Well, I guess maybe <laughs> on the West Coast where this movie was probably filmed out in California, that 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 was probably more common. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if you could get Tecate around here in nineteen eighty-seven. But, yeah, yeah, I just I haven't seen a lot of that beer in uh, in movies before, so I thought that was really interesting. So here yeah, we go. This is uh, my favorite line of the movie because it like okay, check this out, John. Let's say you're in a nice field, okay? You have mm-hmm. a nice little lady there, and you're thinking in your head, what is a good pickup line to do? Well, here's what our boy Eddie says. You're gonna need a new shirt, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like. Well, why? Because I see something I like. Boom. What a player. And then she's what like, what a player. And then she's like, you're such a pig, Eddie. He's like, yeah. And he drinks a beer. He's like, that's what you like about me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, <laughs> what kind of pickup? Is it that easy in the 80s? Holy shit. All right. Well, I mean, you know, it, it didn't work that well for Eddie either. It didn't really work. So now he's like, you know, the other shirt, she's like, you're not funny, Eddie. Because uh, Eddie starts to like, grab on her and everything. She's like, it's not funny. And I swear she said this. I could be wrong, but I swear she said, listen, Eddie, when you grab me in public, yeah, it's okay in front of your friends, but don't do it in private. I was like, did I hear that right? <laughs> so Eddie starts yeah. grabbing on and stuff. They start getting a little, um, you know, Eddie wants to get some. She doesn't want to get some. And then eventually Eddie like brings her down, kind of like slaps her a little bit. And Eddie says, like, fuck it, this, I'm going to go get a beer. And, of course, when Ricky's watching this, he starts getting triggered a little bit because he's starting to remember um, his mom being pushed out on the floor and killed by the Santa. Yeah, it's showing that scene again. Yep. Yeah, of of his mom being attacked, by being sexually assaulted by the Santa Claus. Although he couldn't possibly remember this because he was, like, a teeny tiny baby. Yeah, he was just a baby, like, freaking in the car. And Billy didn't tell him. Like, he acts like Billy told him all this stuff. Well, how did he see it, you know? Clear as day. But uh, right. so we got Eddie. He's drinking by his Jeep now. He had a nice little red Jeep. Uh, then this is when we just get Ricky in the Jeep and runs his ass over a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Over and over again. Um, and then she thanks him for saving her. Yeah, and that was kind of weird too. So we great. see like a dead, we, like this is how cheap we are. We're going to show like this a hand with blood on it. That shows that Eddie's dead. And then the yellow short girl just goes up to Eddie and she thanks him. And I was like, this is like way different than the first kill of the first movie because in the first movie where Billy killed, um, what's our boy's name? I think his name is Anthony. When Billy mm-hmm. killed him, <clears throat> Pam got like freaked out about Billy. Like, fucking, you're a monster and shit. This girl's all like, oh, thanks for killing my uh, this guy, this Eddie guy. Right. Uh, we'll just leave now. You're all fine. You're cool with me. So, okay. It's a little different dynamic. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, and then the doc's writing. <laughs> this is fucking weird, too. When we get, when we get back, the doc's writing red car. Red He's like, car. Yes. So this is the, this is the level of psychology we have going on here. Like out of, out of that story, out of that story, the, on his piece of paper, which it shows in the movie, you see doodles. He makes lots of doodles. Yeah. And then uh, he writes the words red car. And then and like, he even doesn't, 
doesn't Ricky even look at it and look down at the paper and say, red car? <laughs> no, he says, great notes he, says, like he says, red car, good point. <laughs> and what the fuck? <laughs> and then like, um, and he's like, am I going too fast for you, doc? Because the doc was like, I didn't get this in my notes before. Well, motherfucker, he just told you. He never told anybody this story before. You were not listening? Fuck. Right. And then, uh, then like, um, <laughs> oh, and then this is when Ricky's asking the doc, hey, doc, do you got any kids? And the doc's like, no. Uh, me and my wife never had children. And then he goes on saying that his wife died. And then he said, how did you meet your wife? He said, I met her in college. He's like, I never went to college. My mom didn't have enough money. She just sent me to some <laughs> fucking diner to work. Some fucking diner. And then we get another, I guess, flashback of Ricky throwing out some trash in a diner. And we see like this little scuffle going on in an alley. And we meet our, I guess he's like a mafia collector. Because I don't really I see guess, him as a yeah. mafia boss. But we have a mafia boss, Tony. And this guy's fucking acting was horrendous as well. I'm like, yes. where the fuck? What is going on here? This fucking acting. Like, they all sound like they're like robots or something. Yeah. I mean, it's literally what it's like. They're just like unemotive, like, just like they don't know how to like deliver. Like, they're not even talking like normal people would talk. Uh, it, it's all, I don't know. I don't know where these people came from. Like, I mean, I'm sure they were actors of some kind, but well, the, I don't know. The acting, I, I know it just reminded me of like, remember that Batman, like the first Batman series? Where it was like all yeah, like the sixties, yeah, the sixties one. It's kind of like that where they're all like just like overacting, like they're trying to be like very like animated for some reason. So we get this Tony guy saying, "You owe me money. You better pay up by Monday, or else you're gonna get it." All right, and then even that's better than it actually is in the movie. Yeah, like you delivered that line better than they delivered in the movie. Okay, so then um then while this is all happening. Uh, the guy, the mafia by the mafia collector guy, Tony beats up this clerk because the clerk's not paying him any kind of money, you know? Mm -hmm. And he says like, you deserve this and stuff. And then, um, Ricky kind of walks by him and then the mafia guy brings out Tony. He brings out like a red scarf and of course red. Now Ricky's getting triggered by the red now. Yeah. Ricky gets triggered by red. Yeah. And then, uh, Ricky, yeah, he's Ricky said, get out of my way. And then, like, the Tony guy's like, oh, I see. You're asking for it. <laughs> this is the fucking... And then this is when we get Ricky. <laughs> like, they start getting into a little bit of a scuffle. And apparently, Ricky has, like, superhuman strength, just like his brother Billy. I'm not really sure how yes. they got this power. They just do. And you Ricky... maniac strength. Yeah, maniac strength. And then Ricky brings out an umbrella, and then he pops it through our boy Tony. And yes. then we get a long shot of rain, uh, and rain on those bloody umbrella so after he kills him with an umbrella yes so kind of a corny death scene i mean i guess it was kind of neat i mean it's kind of clever i guess i don't think about anybody being died by an umbrella before but you know death by umbrella yeah i'm I'm pretty sure that's physically impossible well i mean if you have like the penguins mine with a knife on it it might be okay (laughs) (laughs) that's all i could think of okay as opposed to yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's maybe this is just actually a sequel to the Batman television series from the yes. 60s. And they, yes, he has Rick- the penguins umbrella. <laughs> yes. Ricky is the origin of uh, penguin. Somehow. Yes. I, yeah. Somehow. Right. So this is when the doc, Doc Henry, he is saying, you know, he's like, oh, shit, you never mentioned these two kills before. And then in his notes, um, 
or on his like little like handkerchief, it has the uh, the error B on there, like it's a red B, and he's like kind of mm-hmm. hiding his handkerchief because it's like oh shit, he's like telling me when they, the, the, the Ricky's basically saying when I see red, I want to kill people, and so the doc's like oh crap, I got red on this, so I got to hide it from him. Um. So Ricky said, like, you know, he's not going to be letting people get away with being not enemy. He wants to do punishment on these people. And then this is when um, this is when the uh, the doctor asked, hey, what about Jennifer? And Ricky's like, eat shit, doc. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, and then doc, doc asked, like, do you know why you're here in the first place, Ricky? And he asked, like, who is this girl? Tell me who this girl is. Because he shows him, like, a photo of that of that girl. And it was a weird photo, too, because it was, like, it was, like, Jennifer's face with, like, Ricky's signature on it. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then Ricky, Ricky goes on saying, she was the only thing I cared about. And then this is when we get another flashback of in the past where Ricky is now on a motorcycle. He is full-on Fonz now. He has a motorcycle. Yep. He has a leather jacket. And he just goes like, just one day we just bumped into each other. So we see that um, they bumped into each other. And then we get all this nice moment of the girl really liking um, Ricky. Uh, Jennifer's kind of like a blonde, uh, you know, blonde style girl. Pink shirt, jeans on her and stuff. They start hanging around. Mm -hmm. And Ricky goes, I never wanted to lose her. So they're riding on his bike. And then... uh, (laughs) So after we, we're basically showing scenes of them building the relationship. And then we see uh, Ricky said, like, she was my first time, but I don't think I was hers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When they when they finally have sex. Yeah. And then he yeah. And then he's like, she was my first time, but should I don't I, think I was hers. Or something like that. I mean, should I enter in the take it off? Take it off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Got that song stuck in my head, man. I can't help it. So uh, yeah, you can never unhear that, huh? Yeah, they're uh, they're getting it on. All right, Jennifer and Mickey are. Uh, and then, <laughs> then we get a weird scene. So they're in a movie theater. All right, we have Ricky yes. and Jen. We have like these two like like kind of annoying dudes in the background. One guy like he looked like he came from Back in the Future or something with his little buzz cut haircut. <laughs> and then we have like a I'm not sure if it was like a dad and his daughter. Or like some like weird older and young girl couple sitting behind them too. They didn't they didn't say anything, but there was like this movie coming on. Like this action movie. It's called like Chaos. It's like do you want to see death? Do you want to see destruction? Here's chaos. And then Jennifer's like, oh, do you like this, Ricky? He's like, yes, I do like this. Oh, I love the violence. I love it. Um, and then you got uh, like this knowing guy in the background uh, saying like, oh yeah, this fucking movie sucks and this preview sucks. And then. Um, and then uh, Jennifer's going like, oh boy, we got some of these, you know, guys over here. And then Ricky looks at the guy and the guy's like, you got a problem, man. You know, so the guy in the background with the buzz cut is just being very annoying. Uh, and then this is when Jennifer's saying, I really like you, Ricky. You're just, I'm not really sure why I like you. You're just very different. You're a different kind of guy. No, for sure. Yeah. So then Ricky's like, yeah, I like you too, because, you know, you're very, you're very nice and uh, you're very different as well. And then so Ricky asks, like, so what is this movie about? And Jennifer just says, well, it's just about a guy who dresses up like Santa and kills people. And Ricky's like, what? What? How, what is, what like, is how the, could you not have told me this? How did you not tell me? 
Did you not even tell me what the, the, the title of the movie was before we just walked in here? Like, it, it just so happens to be a standard killer? How did this happen? <laughs> so fucking corny. And then this is when we get another flashback of the, the original killer Santa killing the cop at the police station. So right. they're making a flashback the movie now. Like, okay. So Yeah, so I did understand that correctly, right? The, the movie yeah. they're watching is actually Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. So Yes, yes that's what I thought, yeah. Yes, they're watching Silent Night, Deadly Night in Silent Night, Deadly Night. This is some paradox <laughs> shit going on over here, okay? This is like, this is like totally meta. Yeah, so now, totally meta. and then the guy in the background was just like, this movie's gonna suck, you know, just being very annoying, and then Ricky just runs off saying, punish, and he leaves Jennifer there. So mm-hmm. when Jennifer is left alone, we get this blonde dude. Like, this fucking yep. guy, did you see his haircut? Like, that's some 80s oh, yeah. shit going on. There's some 80s style right there. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a 1950s slash 1980s slicked back Elvis or not Elvis uh Fawn's kind of haircut with uh but it's all blonde but he's like bleach blonde yeah and his name is Chip Chip we got Chip over here brother and Chip's uh saying like hey Jennifer you never returned my calls uh, I tried to go by the club where your dad was your dad can't get a hold of you and Jen's like blowing him off saying like I don't want to talk to you screw my dad I don't want to talk to you guys so we're seeing like there's some sort of like tension between these two and Chip's mm-hmm. like, come on, Jennifer, don't you remember back in my car uh, when you when you uh, said your undying love to me? And she's like, well, yeah, well, then I found out that you were fucking just leaving me and cheating on me this whole time. That's what Jennifer was saying. So we're seeing that she had a, um, a pass with this Chip guy. And Chip, he's kind of like one of those arrogant, uh, blonde, rich dudes. All right? And, um... Yes. Uh, and then we get more on the scene with the guy with the, the with the the flat top, the black fat uh, flat top with the jean jacket. He's just going over to his friends like, "This movie sucks. Here's what's gonna happen. Uh, this guy's gonna kill him." And then eventually he looks up, he sees Ricky, and then Ricky just starts like choking him, I guess. And then Jennifer looks over, and she just sees a guy like his feet crawling up, and then her and Chip start talking some more. And then we have this girl come up, um, Rox Roxanne. The girl with the black hair, she's like staring at Chip, and then like Jennifer's line was like really weird. She's like, "Hey, your meter is running, Chip. Or are you? Are you? No, okay, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me fix that." She's like, "This is what she says to Chip when she sees Rexanne. She has like this like smirk, really like good line. She's like, Chip, is your meter running, or are you using our credit card?'" What does that mean? I have no idea what the fuck that means. Like, is that some sort of like inside joke we're supposed to know about or something? I don't know. Maybe it's a 1980s thing that I that I don't you know that I is don't, your meter running know. chip or are you using a credit card? So like, is that supposed to mean she's like a hooker or something? I'm not really sure. I don't. I don't know. It's like word salad. Like it's just they like, just took a bunch of words and put it together and saw, yeah. said them. I don't. And she's like, and then Chip, he's like this. He's like, listen, I got that Roxy over there. She's okay. She keeps me in shape. But uh, I'm I'm here still waiting for your call. Like I'm, you know. So he's saying that this guy is like a like a player. I guess he's just saying he has his Rocky in the side, but he really wants Jennifer. I guess. And then and then and then Jennifer's like, no, I already got somebody else. You know what I mean? Like it is never gonna work between us because you're a little pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So um, after the chip guy leaves, um, Billy's back after he's done choking out that guy. 
And then Django's like, I'm not, I'm not liking this picture. And Ricky's like, I'm starting to love this picture. Because <laughs> he just killed somebody in the movie theater without anybody noticing. <laughs> right. So now we have, this is another weird scene. Now we have Ricky and Jenner walking down the road. And Ricky's like, oh yeah, we can go up to the mountain, maybe have a little mountain retreat and everything. Then they say Chip. And of course, Chip is working on his red car. <laughs> and, then, and then Chip's like, oh, uh, this is who you are here. This is who your new guy is. Uh, he's like, oh, no, he's no. Chip is like, so this is who you ended up with. I I wouldn't have bumped you if I would have known. And then, <laughs> and then Chip goes on saying like, um, hey, hey, Jennifer, do you remember the homecoming that we had? Do you remember the the hay rides that we had? And then then Ricky starts standing up to her. He's like, hey, man, back off. And then he's all like. Uh, no, the Ricky says, fuck off. And Chip's like, oh, fuck off. Oh, what about when I fucked her brains out in the backseat of my red car, brother? And then he pushes Jennifer, <laughs> and then Ricky grabs Chip. This is a funny scene. He fucking grabs him by the throat, takes him by the car, and grabs the, um, what do you call those things? Uh, the charge the cars? Uh, yeah, it's like, a, it's like jumper cables. Yeah, he car. grabs some jumper cables and puts it up our boy Chip's mouth, and eventually he is... Uh, face blows off, and yeah, then Jennifer is like, and then Jennifer is all like, "Oh, th- th- you know, thanks for th- thanks for saving me against this fucking crazy guy." No, she's like, "Oh fuck, you're a killer! What the fuck's going on? You're not right. Uh, I hate you, R- Ricky. You're fucking crazy." And then uh, Ricky's just like, "Punish!" And then he eventually uh, chokes out Jennifer, the once love of his life. Yeah, with the car with the car antenna, and yeah. how that happens. Yes. Yeah, the antenna, the radio antenna from the car. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that's a, that's a, that, I mean, you know, like you don't expect your boyfriend to kill somebody, even if they are fucking with you. So, you know, yep. maybe, you know, that's a pretty reasonable, her response is pretty reasonable considering. Yes. Um, but then he, then he, then he decides to kill her. Yes. So it's probably like a combination of this guy pissing off Ricky. And then of course, Ricky's seeing that red car. So we're starting to see, and, and, and we have to mention too, that I don't think any of this is happening during Christmas time. Like, there's no. It doesn't seem to be. Unless it's unless it's all in California, where maybe it doesn't snow or something. Like, it doesn't. We don't have like a lot of. We don't have like a lot of Christmas themed stuff going on. You know, at this time, we 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 are here in a little bit though. So, um, so then we <laughs> we get this really goofy cop that like corners Ricky, and like he's like, put it up, man. Uh, you know, put put it down and every stuff. And he's just acting like very like a corny like little cop and stuff. And he's like telling Ricky to to um you know drop his guard and he's gonna like cuff him up and stuff. And then before the cop can cuff him, he's about to point the gun to the cop. And then Ricky just turns it around on the cop, shoots him in the head. And now Ricky now has a gun now. And this is when we yep. get the scene of Ricky just walking down the neighborhood. He shoots some guy coming out of his house. And he's just kind of randomly shooting people. And this is when we get the the most, like, I guess, famous scene from this movie that a lot of people like to use for, like, memes and stuff. Ricky walks up to this guy putting out his garbage, and he says, Garbage day? And he shoots that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I love that. It's so good. <laughs> garbage day. Garbage day? And he just shoots the fucking guy. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that is that, like I said this movie has some like funny lines to it but it's just like I don't know it's just weird weird it's just like a fucking like okay like I 
if I was watching this, you know, going into the theater, I was like, okay, I didn't expect this movie to be a comedy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he sees a little girl on the bike. Uh, he just says, excuse her and lets her go on. Right. Um, and then he sees like this red I thought car. thought he was going to kill the little girl. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, showing like he's going to kill her, but he doesn't. Um, we see this red car. Uh, Ricky just starts to f- shoot this red car and the car like flips over and he like barely misses Ricky. Did you see that scene where like, Yes, it's that's obviously a stunt double, and the guy just like slides out of the way, like very smooth. Yeah. And then um, Ricky's just walking through the streets, laughing, and then he runs into to more some more um, police, and the police tell him to drop his weapon. And this is when Ricky points the gun at his head. Um, he said he's about to shoot himself, but he didn't have any bullets. All right, now we're back at the hospital. Says like he was young and stupid. Uh, saying that he only had uh, enough, um, he didn't have enough bullets on him. He probably should have had enough bullets on him. Said they, they, it's a shame they couldn't stop him. And he puts a cigarette on Jennifer's picture, and now we notice that the doctor Henry, he is now dead somehow. Yes. So I guess he got choked out with the tape, or something. I guess so. I guess Ricky saw the red B on his uh, handkerchief and freaked out. Yes. While telling his um story his life story and then he yeah, eventually- so he's been that's what i say so he's been telling half of this story with the doctor dead in the room yes and eventually he eventually kills the guard too but we don't see that we just hear it so we're back we now we're seeing that the there's a detective there and there's a nun there too and this nun is named sister mary and I'm not sure if we were supposed to believe that this Sister Mary nun was like the same nun that Billy was doing because she looked a lot younger than the Sister Margaret. So, yeah, but I kind of took that it was the same character, but maybe not. Maybe maybe she's maybe it's just a different. Maybe it is a different character. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know for sure. Yeah, she is telling the cops like, "Listen, Ricky, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to find Mother Superior, and he's trying to end Mother Superior because he blames." Mother Superior, which rightfully so, of yeah. a lot of the trauma that's happened with Ricky's life and Billy's life. And she's saying, uh, the Miss Sister Mary's saying, like, you know, Mother Mother Superior, Ricky shouldn't be able to find her because the orphanage is closed and she's been in, um, like, a different location for all these years. Yeah, she lives by herself in seclusion now. Yes. Then, you like this one. <laughs> so Ricky kills a Walmart Santa. And takes his clothes. You know how the you know how they always have those Santas out there, you know, doing the bells. And yeah, it's, it a, it's like a Salvation Army Santa. So he kills yeah. the Salvation Army Santa and takes his Santa suit. So it's this it's Christmas time now. So he now he's he's escaping yes. from the mental institution yes. at Christmas. Yeah. So most of the scenes we were talking about were all flashbacks. Now we're in like nowadays time. We're in. Yeah. We're this in is Christmas the only time. part of the movie that's actually current. Yes. And there's like 10 minutes of the movie left. Yes, exactly. The only current stuff is like 10 minutes of the movie. And this is like the only like Christmas stuff. So Billy calls up Mother Superior. I don't know how he got his fucking number. Maybe he looked in the phone book. Okay, we got got Mother... um, Okay, we got got Mother Nun. No, that's not it. We got uh, Mother Charles. No, that's not it. We got Mother Sonny. Oh, no. 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 Mother Superior. Oh, that must be it. That's gotta be. That's it. Toll free, brother. That's gotta be it. So... then we see uh, mother. We see a, a, a mother disappear, looking confused about this phone call. And she, like, I don't know, did she get like burnt on the first movie or something? Because her face was all fucked up for that. some reason. 
I know I saw that her face is her like her face is all like burned or fucked up somehow, but I don't remember that happening. They just th- they said something about her health being bad, and that's why she retired. I and mean, then she was uh, and she was uh, she was lives by herself, and then it shows her, and she's all like messed up. Did she have like leprosy or something? Like I don't. Maybe Possibly it was trying to. Better. Maybe it wasn't this. I I swear it was the same actress that played her, but I could be wrong. But. But anyway, she's in a wheelchair, which we saw from the first movie, and she's uh, kind of like weirded out by the call. Then she starts watching TV, and she's doing the whole blasphemy. Uh, these fucking heathens. She's watching yep. some like parade and shit, and just going off right. about like how fucking blasphemous is, this fucking parade is. Yeah, the blasphemous, the blasphemous parade. Yeah. So we have uh, some kids playing outside. So I guess she has like a new orphanage or something. So there's some kids playing out. Or maybe this is her apartment or something. And we see a little Santa figure walking. And then, of course, we get Billy chopping down that Santa figure. Because he is now the new killer Santa. And I, I like this little Easter egg. So when, uh, when uh, Ricky arrives at Mother Superior's uh, house, her address is 666. Did you catch that? I know. I saw that was great. Yeah. yeah. So that was a no yeah, she was at 666. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> because, you know, her character, which, uh, which I thought they could have expanded on her character a lot more of her, like, just like a... You know, it's one of those religious figures that are so into their religion that they're evil. Like they're like they're right. like they're evil characters, which we actually saw a lot of that on that Midnight Mass series. If anybody ever, I thought that I thought that series is really good about showing like some of the evilness that um, some religious can do. For yeah, like like do. they're yeah, like religion, like the thing that's supposed to be so good is pushed to the to, to such an extreme that it just becomes corrupted and it becomes evil. Yes. So now Ricky is breaking through the house, kind of like his brother Billy. Not as good though, but he's 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 trying. Uh, now he, he's like chasing down like Mother Superior. Uh, so Mother Superior, she was about to drink some wine, and then she hears like Rick calling for her. Uh, it's like Mother Superior, you've been naughty. He's like, I got a present for you. Uh, and then we get a lot of the scenes are kind of like that are like ripping off The Shining, where like we see like Ricky's face through the through the door with an axe and stuff. Uh, Mother Superior is trying to get away. Uh, she's trying to keep the door locked. Uh, Ricky breaks through. Um, we get a lot more of the chase. Uh, the, the the funny chase scene where she's on her uh, on wheelchair and she's trying to go onto her the chill, the 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 device that makes you go from wheelchair to to the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, uh, she's trying to get on it, and then well, Ricky like chops it, and then she just falls off the fucking thing. <laughs> Isn't she in a wheelchair for this entire scene though? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in the wheelchair yeah. for the entire scene, but she's trying. You know when you're, you know but when you go up levels. Somehow he can't catch her though. Yes, because he's right. he got blocked off a little bit by like different things yeah. to kind of no, block him true. off. That's true, I suppose. And, but he, he but, is he's being a little slow though. Like he's not like he's not no Jace or he, nothing. This guy he's, he's taking his good, time. He's not as good as he's not even as good as Billy. No. at being the killer Santa. No, he no yeah he needs some practice. Like he only had like a he didn't have that much practice, and he used the gun most of the time too. He didn't even use like yeah, I kind of cheated, kind of cheated. Yeah. So he puts the axe in like the wheelchair, and then when Mother Superior like she like falls down these steps like fucking crazy, and then she just gets back up onto another wheelchair, and then he Ricky finally gets the axe out of the the wheelchair. He follows her downstairs. Um, he she keeps saying like Mother Superior's like Richard, uh, uh Richard, uh, don't be this. You're being naughty. You're you're weak. You're weak just like your brother was, and you must be punished. All right, and then uh. She she raises a uh, she's like when we have Charles being act up they all should be punished. You are you are being naughty. And Ricky says naughty this. 
And then the cops come in. We see like this whole like flurry of cops come in. Um, and then this is when we see like um, the cops and the cops are also with Sister Mary. So Mary, yeah. it's kind of weird about the Sister Mary. So a little, I guess another Easter egg. So the, the orphanage they, they were at in the first movie was called Sister Mary's Orphanage. But there was no Sister Mary. So right. we actually have a Sister Mary here. So that's another yeah, maybe little she Easter was egg. The- Maybe she was the owner of the orphanage. I don't know. But she seems too young for that. Yeah, maybe she's she's just a random character that just shows up, to be honest with you, John. Mm, yes. Okay. That's most likely. <laughs> she's there to fill in some You're gaps. Right. Okay. She's just there to fill in some gaps. Okay. They see Mother Superior like near her bedside, and then the mother the sister goes up to her and her head just falls off. And then the mother sister Mary starts freaking out. Then we see Ricky shows up. And then Ricky eventually gets gunned down. And, of course, he gets yep. gunned down. He goes through a window, brother. So we have to have our window scene. Yeah, Ricky just comes out screaming. And then uh, after beheading the uh, the mother superior and putting her head back on, on her body, and then he he's hiding, and then the cops come in, and then um, her head falls off. And then, uh, she's, uh, then Ricky jumps out screaming. They gun him down, goes through the window. Yep, and then... When the cops are saying, oh, it's all over now. We got him. Um, Sister Mary opens her eyes. She sees dead Mother Superior's head. She starts freaking out. And then we get our boy, Ricky, laughing. Yeah, And we have, we have ended the Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 remake of Glory. Oh, boy. Wow. Wow. I, can't, I don't even know. Like, I do have some insight. Not, in, not insight, but I have some guesses as to why this debacle may have happened. Um. But I'm I'm kind of curious just to see what you think as to why this might have happened. All right. So the only thing I can guess, which still trying to figure it out, wrap it in my head, because <clears throat> even even if it wasn't like the original people that made the film, I mean, if I was going to do it, I would do a little bit more. I like I I didn't I didn't really realize why they're going to do like a comedy thing for it. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not sure that they did. I mean, I don't know that 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 was the intention. Are you? I don't know, man. I mean, really? Like, I mean, that wasn't the attention with this movie? Like, I don't it, know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe it's just bad. Like, I mean, I see right. what you're saying. Like, how could this not have been, have supposed to have been funny? But, uh, well, if it was supposed to be funny, it, it makes sense. I understand why yeah. that it's happening now. <clears throat> but, and that does make sense. But I don't, I don't think so. I just get the feeling that it's supposed to be a serious horror film. Maybe. But it's just kind of weird. So, I mean, it seems like they they wanted to make a sequel to get, you know, some some traction off the first film. It's just really weird where, like, they had, like, a lot of recaps of their first film. Pretty much the entire movie. Um, we got, like, a Ricky character that his background, it was explained. But it's just, like, it's just kind of like a lame explanation. And then he just gets triggered when he sees Red and stuff. Like, he could have done a little bit more on that. You know, we're showing that he has some relationship with the people. But I think the biggest thing that got it for me with this movie was just, like, Ricky's acting. Like, he just sounded so, like, an 80s, like, like move, like Batman villain or something. Yeah, like, like, it was it was bad. It was just really bad. Like, he, like, I don't know if he just didn't like the script or he just didn't, not that he didn't, understand, didn't like it, but, like, maybe he just didn't think he could, that actor could do anything with this. Um, he... This guy didn't act again and for years. Um, in fact, I read somewhere that they were trying to find him for commentary 
for a commentary track for this movie and they couldn't locate him. And then he turns up like in 2013, like he found out that there were like websites dedicated to trying to locate him. Mm -hmm. And he's, he was like, I have no idea. Anybody even knew I was in this movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then it turns out he did a Christmas movie a few years ago with the guy who played Billy. I mean, not playing Billy and Ricky, obviously, but they were in it together, which obviously I haven't seen that. But it'd be kind of interesting to see if he delivers his lines the same way. Yeah, that um, would be interesting. But there, but there's a couple. Maybe I'll try and find that somewhere. It's probably it's probably on the Hallmark Channel. But um, the um, I could think of two scenarios that would cause this to happen. One, they could have if Silent Night, Deadly Night one f- did finally make money once they re-released it in 1985. Maybe they were just trying to capitalize on it and make a cheap, as cheap a sequel as they could possibly make. So, and they didn't really have much of a story. So they just inserted half the footage from the first movie and then wrote, you know, that basically the scene where he kills Mother Superior and the scene where he shoots, uh, shoots everybody in the street and then said, okay, that's our movie. We're going to make a fortune. The other scenario could be that when they decided they'd make the sequel, Maybe they were not confident that enough people would have seen the first movie to be able to follow the story. So they inserted all this footage so that you could basically watch the movie again. Yeah. I'm being very generous with this, but yes. that's the only thing I can think of is like, maybe that's, maybe it's possible that they thought that, you know, nobody would understand this movie because they hadn't, nobody had seen this first movie. So we're just going to, insert 45 minutes of footage from the first movie and, and, and then make it like a little story around it. That's the only thing I can think of, but I was astounded. Like, I mean, I knew this movie would be bad, but even expecting it to be bad, I wasn't prepared for what, what, what I saw. Yep. I I had the same. I I, I can't believe it. I can't, I can't believe it. I had the same reaction when I, uh, when I did this movie, some, one of my older shows, like I couldn't believe it at the time. Like, cause they have like the, the, I, I got the double pack DVD that they released of Silent Night, Dead of Night 1 and 2. Yeah. And after watching the first one, I was like super excited. Like I like I said, I was like, okay, sequel. I mean, like it's going to be good. And then I watched this. I was just like, what's going on over here? Like, I mean, that makes sense what you said. Like, okay, maybe they think a lot of people didn't get to see their first one. Maybe because it got banned or, you know, at that time, you know, it probably was a little harder to get a hold of a copy of the first one, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a lot yeah. of like um, VHS stores or something didn't carry it. So I can see that level of thinking. Like, okay, at least we can like insert a couple of the scenes so people can see how great this first one was. But to be yeah. honest with you, like if I was watching this, I was like, you know, okay, we saw the first one. Like the first one actually looked pretty good. The second one's like, it just didn't match up. Like the whole like vibe of like the first and the second one just didn't match up. So I think they were... It, it- just going maybe with a little more of like a comedic relief. Maybe, 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 maybe. when they I released mean, this film, sense. maybe when they released this film, they didn't want to, they, they, they wanted backlash, but they didn't want as much backlash as they got in the first one. Mm-hmm. So it, it could have been a multiple things, but it's just very interesting to see like the dynamic. And it's kind of weird too, because, you know, maybe later on, maybe some, you know, year, years down the road, we'll do like the sequels to Silent Night, Dead of Night, because some couple of them happened in the 80s. But yeah. it kind of like continues the trend a little bit of, the, the the goofiness now i've seen silent night dead and night three four and five and plus the remake um like i said we'll probably do a couple of those later maybe a little later on 
Um, I do have a yeah. companion. I do have a companion piece that I might play for a little special for everybody if you want to hear um, Silent Night, Dead and Night Three review. I might put that out there for a special. But it's just very interesting of how like so number three they continued the Ricky storyline, but then number I think it's number four and five. It's just like completely like new new style story. So and then we have a remake that happened around 2012, I believe. I just how Silent Night. And it had like Malcolm Adal in it, but it was like a, it was like the same kind of story, but like told differently for that time. So is it the, mm-hmm. is it Silent Night Deadly Three and Deadly Silent Night Deadly Night Three? Isn't it about a girl? Yes, it's about a girl, and <laughs> it's about a girl, and it's about a bringing Ricky back to life and a robot. No, of course it is. Yes, no, and actually, how's that Bill Mosley in it? Of all people. So that one's definitely fun. We should probably do that sometime. And then, of course, this year, 2021, brother, they're releasing another Silent Nights. But I think that one's basically a comedy, too. So somehow we have gone from serious, uh, trauma-like story to making this series all about comedy. So kind of interesting little little turnaround there. But uh, but yeah, Silent Night, Dead Night, everybody. Uh, talk about a Christmas delight over here. Uh, I definitely, if we would have got this in our stocking, that definitely probably would have been a little bit of a coal. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you can't see it, but I'm just shaking my head. Yeah, I'm uh, this whole time. I, I'm just like, I can't, yeah. Do a little, do a little naughty on here. Yes, yes. But everybody, rough. we are still deep into our reviews of the Christmas season. Coming up next week over here on the Retro Blood, we actually have Blood Beat, everybody. A... Uh, a Christmas movie, if there ever was one, of a blue samurai uh, on the blood yep. beat. And then we're going to end the year with a very fun Christmas movie, Christmas Evil. A 1980s film, Christmas Evil. So that should be very fun. But uh, anything you want to say before we uh, leave the land of Silent Night, Deadly Night? There, Allison. The only thing I got to say is you can you can definitely skip this one. You can definitely skip it. Yeah, and you should be all good. But everybody, we'll leave you with some uh we'll leave you some some thrashy tunes over here, everybody. This right here is gonna be Death Angel. This is Kill Has One. Yeah. Just like our boy Billy and Ricky do. They kill has one being. Later everybody. See ya.